like OMG, welcome to the Radical Lounge. <laughs> like far out, dude. It's like it's totally rad and like far out, man. Um, we are saying toodles to 2020. <laughs> Because what the fuck? Yeah, so um, today we have just me, myself, Sparky T, and Mr. Stoney. What's up, everybody? (laughs) And um, our eight listeners, whoever you are, we do appreciate your dedication and loyalty uh, in in listening to and i don't even know if that means like do they listen to every fucking episode or they've just like subscribed and then Uh, that's it i know there's i know there's a way to figure that out i think okay well whoever you are that's not us thanks for like liking following and maybe listening every now and again (laughs) so we do appreciate it but we really do think this is like a documentary in the making so if you want to be on our documentary like please reach out to reach out so when the world destroys itself everybody <laughs> well, will know why everyone will know why we'll have it all here on the in the radical lounge doco um yeah so me and uh brother stoney decided to do an episode just the two of us our brother bishop is uh with family our sister kb is with family so they won't be joining us, but they will um, be here in spirit. I'm sure we'll have some sound effects that will bring them in. I'll try. Uh, okay. I, I'm not going to make any promises. We just need to have the like little. You, you and your damn <laughs> explosion thing. You know, KB and I rip on you guys for that shit all the time. No, yeah, um, but the funny thing is, is neither one of you come up with anything better. Well, I know neither one of us have a have a stupid fucking um, not a stupid, but have a cool um, sound effect machine. But oh, just wait till we do in twenty twenty one. That shit'll be on. Watch, you know, KB and I are gonna get together, collaborate, make sure we have the biggest explosion ever. Um, so we're gonna talk about yeah, like we're just gonna just you know like we're hanging out. It's you know I don't know almost midnight somewhere around there. It's a part of the world. Not really. It's like five o'clock in Texas. Yeah, really. I mean, let's face it. I'm going to say the asshole thing here. And I'm sure as, as to quote Bishop, aren't the views of everybody here on the radical lounge, but most of the people that stay up till midnight are pretty much alcoholics. (laughs) (laughs) Dumbass. And then that's when Bishop would come in and say, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the views of Stoney are not shared by this, all of us here at the Radical Lounge. Because <laughs> I'm about to hang out with some alcoholics tonight and whoop it up. <laughs> and order me some Chinese food. Um, I don't know if that's true. I don't think I don't think just everyone who stays up till midnight is an alcoholic. Like maybe I'm a person aside from a designated driver that isn't drinking on New Year's Eve. Well, now I'll have to do usually sloshed. I'll have to do a survey. I'm just going from my past experiences. And I've been at shows at clubs 
you know, I, I've parties at friends' houses. Yes, I've been one of those people myself. But does that but does that make them alcoholics or does that make them like I mean it's a it's it is a holiday, it's a moment and a celebration. So they could just be drinking heavily for the evening. It doesn't mean that they're like doing that be. every night. But if they're standing by midnight, that means they're tolerant. <laughs> judgment happening in there <laughs> we- a fucking rant. i've got a post that i'm putting up on facebook on new year's eve that i've been typing up for three fucking weeks oh no i'm on a fucking rant i started i started today off with a nice one too that basically just said here i'll read it to you oh, yeah, read oh, it. Let's hold on a second it. let me pull this up and read this and the funny thing is is i've gotten like 40 fucking likes on this <laughs> dear federal government Go fuck yourself. You're a bunch of old, out-of-touch people that should have been retired a decade ago and in retirement homes. As you collect your fucking paychecks and live the high life, the rest of us suffer. Seriously, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) We need a sound effect for that. Do we have clapping? Applause? (laughs) (laughs) We've got to be more on top of our sound effects. (laughs) Well, I wasn't wasn't expecting to do that rant and and have, I don't have sound effects. I was playing with music earlier while I was watching your thing spin around going, trying to connect, trying to connect. I was like, what the fuck? That's my brain. Trying to connect, trying to connect. Yeah. I hear you there. That's hilarious. Good job. I like the rant. It's so true. You know, it's like I've been watching this shit and it's like these, you know, these people, and then I just, I just read an article that it was like, uh, oh, we've, we've detected a new variant of the COVID-19, you know, virus that was in Britain and now has made it to Colorado and just skip the rest of the fucking coast just, just skipped everywhere and just went straight to fucking Colorado. And, and, and now it's like, you know, and it, so it was kind of this where we've got, you know, sort of like the positive or the attempts of positive news, news coming out saying, all right, we've got vaccines. We're dishing them out. Like first responders are getting them like then to the public, blah, 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 blah. So we're in progress to getting back to somewhat of some sort of normalcy and not having to live with like face coverings and all these restrictions. And then you, you read this article and it's like, Oh no, wait, there's, there's another, you know, variant of the strain that has hit the United States. So now we don't know. And then I read that there's also scammers who are out there offering bullshit vaccinations to people. There was another article saying, if well, you that's, that's, I'm sorry. I, I mean, it's not easy or difficult to scam someone when it comes to a vaccination in my mind. So I have to look at it this way. If you're, if you're actually, if some schmuck comes up to you or calls you and says, we have a vaccine for you, blah, blah, blah. Unless it's my doctor's office, I'm not going to believe shit. I mean, seriously, that's just, right. There's one of my, there's part of what I'm ranting about in that fucking letter is the stupidity of, of the human race and what we've become at this point in time. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's what we've become. It's what, what we, we just are have been. And, but I think it's just, it's being, I don't have any clapping for fucking sound effects. I don't know. It's just highlighted. Um, what was the other one I read? It was uh, earn twelve hundred dollars to if you take like a certain brand of the vaccination, they'll pay you twelve hundred dollars. And I was like, okay, sure. What the <laughs> fuck, man? Like, 
Like, seriously, I'm like, okay. I've got some great swampland in Florida for sale, too. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm like, uh, I don't like this. It's just, I mean, I'm just, it's like. It does not compute. Yes. It does not compute. <laughs> it does not compute. It was, um, there's a, have you ever seen, what is it, like Princess and the Bride or something in the Bride? I love that movie. Princess yeah. and Bride. Princess Bride. That's Princess Bride. awesome. Okay. So it's one of my, my favorites. name's Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> it's inconceivable. Um, I don't think you know what that word means. Yeah. So I love that movie. I was introduced to it by one of my very good friends, uh, Angela Frisbee, and it's like her very favorite movie. Um, I got a question regarding that. When you got introduced to it, when you saw like just a cover of it, did you automatically kind of go, oh, this is gonna be one of those chick flick things, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I had stirred away from it. And she was and she was like, no, no, like you no, have to no. watch it. It's hilarious. And I was like, I did that when my friends introduced when, when yeah. a buddy of mine wanted it, you know, no, dude, trust me, you have to see this. By yeah. the end, I'm like, holy shit, that movie is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. It's hilarious. And I love my friend Angela. Like we were, I was up in the, like up at the farm in the mountains, like visiting her. We were in this car ride, her and I were in the back seat. And somebody had like, they had like the DVD players and like the back of the headrest or whatever. And I was like, oh, can we watch a movie? And Angela was like, no, like we don't have, like the drive isn't that long. And I was like, but come on, like, this is a, I, how many times I was sitting in the backseat of a car that has a DVD player? Like, I mean, they're driving or, uh, not in the backseat of a car with a DVD player. So she's like, okay. I said, well, you, you, you do that. You be the movie. So we did this whole thing. I was like, okay, push play. Like, and I knew that was her favorite one. And she literally, from the trip up, and then we dropped off some shit. And then on the trip back, she finished, the, she, like, she recited and, and did a whole play out of the movie. It was hilarious. It was great. She did her own little, own little improvs. But so Inconceivable, what was it? God damn it. Now I forgot why I even brought up Inconceivable, but I didn't even think of that movie. Uh, we were talking about um, vaccinations. I don't know. Oh, no. I was, I was talking to this woman. I met this random woman named Sheila and um, she, we're talking about just like 2020 and all the bullshit. And she was sharing with me some of her stories about like her family who had lost their home and, you know, had to, they were in Louisiana and they had to come down to Texas and like completely start over and just like friends and, and all kinds of stuff. And it was just really like, crazy stuff for harsh so we're like trying to find words to describe 2020 and she looks at me and she goes 2020 is just inconceivable <laughs> and it just made me chuckle because i thought of i thought of that uh yeah, and the instant response to that would have been like you keep saying that word i do not think you know what it means i do not think you know what it means and i don't think she did but i think she meant indescribable but um <laughs> It really is. It's just a shit show. It's a total shit show. And now we have some some crazy white dude who like filled an RV up with explosives and blew shit up. And then they tried. There's more, to- there's more to that one though. What did you hear? Because I didn't get the. Re- I just turned it off. I was I, like, oh, I really hey. don't. I, I don't know the whole story about it, but my own brain started churning after something I read, which yeah. was. I mean, obviously, it, it's it's technically not an act it wasn't terroristic because terrorism usually the plan there is to kill people this dude set a recording off 
before, well before this bomb even went off, warning people to get out of the area, to evacuate. From the RV? From the area where that RV was. No, but I mean, where did he play this recording? In the area that he was going to blow up. He did not want to hurt people. He just wanted to blow it up? It was an AT&T building. Oh, they fucked him on his bill. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, I would go a step above that, which is because <laughs> the one thing I read was the one thing that they've learned from this is he exposed an extreme weakness in the infrastructure. Mm. And which leads me to believe that an ex-employee hated his boss, probably, probably made a point of trying to point all this, all these issues out in the first place, got brushed off, blown off and told to go fuck off. And he said, okay, I'll show you. Now this is just my own theory by the little snippets that I've read and the fact that it was mostly affecting an AT&T building. Hmm. Interesting. Has the AT&T made any comments? Yeah. They're the ones that actually were making the comments that we've, we, you know, because of this, we found out a huge, you know, a, a huge problem with our infrastructure. It's not redundant enough. There were people that lost service. Granted it wasn't only a certain area, but it's still the fact that it took out service. And I think one of those services was including nine one one. Oh shit. So, cause I mean, that's the problem. You, you, there are, there are still places and businesses out there where someone exposes things and people just blow it off. Like it's nothing. Right. Some of the times it's because, well, that'll hurt their bottom line. Heaven forbid my fucking pocketbook gets hit. Right. My Which, big pocket, my big yeah. pocketbook. You know? So it's like, Sometimes the only way to show people that there's a problem is by making it happen. I mean, not that I agree with what he did. I'm right. just, I, I'm just saying that, you know, so were there people injured? I don't, I don't even like, that's how I think, I think there were a couple people that did get injured. Mm -hmm. Like I said, even, even the, even the news is saying that obviously this was, you know, the guy wasn't looking, he wasn't set out to try and kill people because he broadcast a recording telling people to get the fuck out of the area. You know, right. and if you're looking to cause harm to people, you're not going to do that. You're right. going to go park, blow the fucking thing up and kill as many people as you possibly can. Yeah. So he, he had an alternative. Whoever it was had an alternative motive. I don't know if they found the person. He, no, he, he was in the RV. Okay. That's what I figured. I was going to say if, if yeah. he had any brain cells, he would have blown himself up at the same time. So he couldn't get fucked for it. Yeah. At that point you're done. Yeah. Cause then the other problem is too, is, is, you know, cause once again, I don't know if the views will be the same of everybody on the radical lounge, but you know, our government, <laughs> our government is so honest. They've never yeah. fucked people over before. No, never. You know, I mean this, like I said, the smart thing to do was for him to blow himself up with that RV simply because of the fact of the government gets a hold of you, dude, they're going to fuck you every way possible. They're going to turn, they're going to, you'd see charges put, be put on that guy that probably had nothing to do with anything. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, and then if they would have dug into what his motive was, I mean, it could have been a whole like, yeah. And it, it, if it affects any sort of like corporate lobbyists and blah, 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 and there's PR mm -hmm. and yada, 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 yada. No, I mean, I agree. And I, I mean, I'm not for people like pulling off suicide mm -hmm. bomber shit, but you know, it's like, if you're going to do it, I mean, I kind of appreciate that he was responsible. It's like, Hey, clear the fuck out. I'm not trying to hurt anybody, but I'm trying to make a point. Um, 
I think maybe his point might have gone across a little bit better had he left maybe like a note a note somewhere to kind of say like this is why I did it. Um or maybe he was like, you know what, fuck it, just let them figure it out. Uh maybe it was maybe the may, point or or maybe they know and they're just not telling us, you know? Like or maybe he maybe maybe there was a note. Maybe the point maybe the point for him was to make to let them make up whatever the hell they wanted to do. Yeah. You know, because they will anyway, it yep. doesn't matter. Yeah, I and so after that, then the next thing I heard was that they were going to they were trying to quickly release like security drones, um, to be able to detect if there were vehicles that had explosives. And I was like, yeah, that shit's not gonna fucking fly that's not okay because that's complete invasion of fucking privacy because if you can see through walls and you can see through any walls um and that's just not how you handle it if we have like we say we have you're already surveilling so you should have been able to catch that um and i don't know why it wasn't um you know, so I think the FAA kiboshed it, though, so we don't have to worry about that. But it literally was just, when I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, look, here we go. 2021, it's going to be, like, like security, you know, surveillance drones through. Military state? Yeah, you know, it's like, what the fuck? Um, I, I just don't even know what the hell's happening anymore. I feel... I don't know. How do you feel? How do you feel? How do you feel at this point? It's like the calendar is going to flip, but it's, it's like what, I don't know, you know, it's a day and it's a time, but it doesn't mean that like things are going to automatically change. No, no. There's a lot of people that think things are automatically going to change. There's a lot of people that, you know, it's like you said, it's another, it's going to be another day. It's just a new year. Um, I, I still think that, you know, we're all still going to have to deal with this virus, which, yep. you know, I, I know, obviously, there are people that have had it. I'm not saying that the virus is fake. I still stand by my conviction where I think that 90% of the numbers out there are padded because people aren't letting people know that, oh, we've had millions of people die because of COVID. And those millions of people all had underlying effects. They were immune compromised. They didn't have good health. They, you know, it wasn't, I have once again, and I'm just asking for someone to show me the proof of someone that went from completely healthy, no, no health issues whatsoever, got COVID and died. And look at the real numbers because I think that those numbers are padded. Yeah. You know, someone goes into the, into a hospital for something and catches COVID in the hospital and then dies. They write on the death certificate, COVID, cause of death, COVID. Right. Well, is it? I mean, they were in there already. They got admitted to the hospital for a different reason that was possibly going to take their life. But you automatically just put COVID. I mean, there are doctors out there that'll support that. That'll say that yes, we've been told that we have to put COVID nineteen as the cause. Right. Here's kind of what I take from it uh, is, you know, it, our immune system is everything, right? So mm-hmm. it's. I think. I mean, I think it's known 
you know, I want to say why, I want to say widely, but I just don't know today. Um, you know, especially in the U S it's like our food, our soil, like just starting from the soil pumped with a bunch of shit and chemicals, our foods pumped with a bunch of shit and chemicals. Like, you know, it's just down the line, but in the I, United- I, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up in an elementary school, middle school, high school, maybe five people with allergies, maybe with like peanut allergies or shit like that. Yeah. But ever since we started chemically inducing our fucking and genetically altering all our food and whatnot, you now have celiac disease. Yeah. Gluten allergies, 10 year olds with triple D boobs. Yeah. I mean, well, the hormones, um, yeah, all the hormones, the gluten. So they have, they jet. That's the thing is like people. So I have gluten sense sensitivity. I mean, I'm a, as does Michelle, by the way, that's why we make this homemade pizza. Yeah. It's, it's so like typically more fair skinned people have uh, higher sensitivities just in general. And so when I say that people are like, Oh, okay. You're just one of those people who's like, Oh, I'm gluten free. I'm like, no dude, seriously. Like it, it, it's not all gluten, but it's certain foods. And it, it also depends on how I have been routinely eating and like what my overall health is. And so like if my overall health is, is like really at a good peak and everything's okay. And I've been eating as I should be. If I have a couple bites of pasta, like not eating a full meal of pasta, but if I have a couple bites of pasta, it's not going to kill me. I may have a slight reaction, but not a lot, but if never mix gluten-free pasta and regular pasta, holy crap, that's horrible. No, dude, they're totally different tastes. It's not okay. They are. <laughs> yeah, they are. We had, we had like, we had a, a her one of her goddaughters over one time, and we made pasta. So we had you know normal pasta that she could eat and I could eat or whatever, and the gluten free pasta. Now I don't care either way because to me both of it tastes good, but there was just a little left over, so I like mix it together. <laughs> oh, we'll never do that again. <laughs> no, it's like not a good taste. You have to go one or the other. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like they, so I read, so I read an article on it and because having the gluten sensitivities, I was like, okay, it, it is the biggest pain in the ass. But what I found is that like, whereas in the beginning, just kind of a natural, the natural gluten was just of a natural ingredient being put into the food. Then they jacked it way the hell up. So it's like, if it was a 0.5, now it's at like a 55, you know? And so that's the problem is it's just being like overfed. So we have this country that's being fed shit and being fed toxins, being fed bad food, the soil is bad. And we have, so we now have a country full of people. Yeah. We now have a country full of people whose immune systems are completely compromised. I love the fact that not one person seems to get the concept of, you know, oh, I love my capitalistic country. I love the fact that I can make all this money. You're a greedy fuck and have no idea that this capitalistic company and their greed is actually what's done all of this to us. Yeah. I mean, we we market McDonald's and Burger King and all these fast food places. And, you know, let's flash back to that lovely movie, Supersize Me, right? Mm-hmm. Supersize Me came out and showed the flaw of all this crap and how dangerous it is to you, right? So yeah. McDonald's said, oh, well, geez, we, we probably shouldn't offer that supersize thing anymore. Not one person seemed to catch on to the drift that when you used to supersize things, that's how that shit is now. 
You get a large Coke, it's that fucking supersized Coke. It's that supersized fry. Your small yeah. fry is what used to be a medium fry. Yeah. You know, you go to yeah. a supermarket to let's you know, God bless these this the, the one place for actually having all this variety and stuff, but Whole Foods. Why the fuck do I have to pay twice as much money for something that's healthy? Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, this is and, this is why people all revert to shit. The end. Well, yes. Yeah, so health. So healthy is way overpriced. So people eat, tend to eat. If you're poor, you eat shitty food because that's what you can afford. It's like, so uh, let me get this straight. You have you have healthy organic food. You didn't put shit into the soil, so there's no money spent there. You didn't spray it with shit because there's no money spent there. You just grew it, and you're going to charge me double. Than the one over there that was sprayed with shit that costs money, grown in shit that costs like. Oh. Yeah. The well, math does not work. No, it doesn't. But Whole Foods has also been ripped for um, false advertising and marketing. But their mm-hmm. their PR and their marketing team is like really brutal. So there's That's because been it's Amazon. Real. Um, yeah, there's been documentaries and some undercover kind of stuff that they've done about uh, Whole Foods. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it really just comes down, and, and here's the thing, is it comes down to this. This is what makes, makes logical sense, is there's no reason to mass produce food. Grow your own fucking food. If you want, like... If you don't have the space to have animals and like have them butchered and you want to have meat or whatever, like let, let a local farmer farm in the proper way before the big fucking farm companies, you know, the issue issue with that is you, now you come to certain areas of the country just aren't designed to grow certain things. Well, you know what? We can share and that's the beauty of that, but we don't need to. But once again, the problem with that is sometimes shipping the stuff from point A to point B now requires something to preserve it. So by the time it gets to point B, it's not bad. I don't know, but I just, I, here's my thing though. I feel like, are we really not that far advanced that we can't, I mean, there's way to grow. You can do hydro gardens, you know? I mean, there's ways to accomplish what needs to be accomplished because there's countries that, that don't, you know, they're more vegetable based. So it's like meat isn't really a thing. And then there's countries where it's like, it's only certain meat. So. But what do you do? Like, once again, like, look at these, look at these metropolises. Look at Boston. Where the fuck are you going to grow something in Boston? I mean, yes, I know you can do the hydro stuff, but. I, I mean, here's the thing though, dude, honestly, I, I think cities are the problem. Like there's no, like. Oh, I'm not was, disagreeing. I'm yeah, just saying that's. There, there, there was a time and a place where like cities, cities were the, where you wanted to go. Right. Cause back then it was, you know, either you were rural or you were go, like going into New York, we're going into the city, we're making shit happen. And like, you know, all this stuff. But I think it's, it's one of those things that have out, like it's, we've, we've outgrown it, but we keep growing it. It's the wrong thing to grow. Like we don't need massive cities with multi-story, you know, tall buildings housing, you know, corporations and living, and it's just concrete. Some of that, some of that problem is though, is, is sadly enough, it is actually needed in this day and age. Too many, many, yes, it is too many fucking people. 
No, that doesn't make any sense. There's so many other creative ways you could like you, if you're talking about living, there's so many other creative ways you could put together living for all people to be able to live and affordably live and not just have concrete structures and concrete, you know, and asphalt running through. Like there is. It's just I agree like, and disagree. I think, I think we've had, we, we've, we have a population that. Okay. Well, don't get me started on the fucking breeders. Look, here's the other thing <laughs> is that they need to stop teaching people like, that's the other thing that needs to go, right? Like, th- there was a day and a time where, like, having babies was kind of, like, an investment because then you had more people to help you do shit. Um, but there was also that there wasn't, like, um, you know... So continuing the family bloodline. You know, it was the bloodline, but there also was, like, not, you know, it wasn't about birth control. It was about, like, doing the bloodline. And then there's people who, it's not about the bloodline, but they're just... Making love, but there was not, you know. I mean, there, there's, not there, there are also some religions, and then those you don't have a choice. Otherwise, you're, you know, you're blasphemed out of your freaking religion once again. God the reason why I hate organized religions, Catholics, the, they're the biggest fucking farce <laughs> in the world. I know. Organized uh, religion was created to control people. Oh, absolutely. And it's transferred over to politics now. Absolutely. But 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 but. but Bishop. Bishop. <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah, so it's like it, it, it just it yeah, was, was telling I was telling uh Mimi the other day, I was like, you know, here's the thing. I listen to parents, they complain about their kids from the time I mean, a little after they have them because they have them and they're kind of quiet and they're very cute and they just like, you know, spit a human out of their vagina. So they're very impressed and figuring it all out. Then when it starts to, you know, cry, cry, scream and be demanding and needy and all this stuff and they're exhausted and like their hormones are fucked, you know, like then the complaining starts. So the complaining starts there and then the complaining just kind of continues. I don't care what economics you're in like you know and and so yeah, but that's that's there's there's actually one there's an answer to that and yeah, the answer so, to that is your fucking memory every single parent seems to forget one forget. simple thing they forget that they were once a kid i know and then so and when your kid's sitting there doing something like oh my god how can they do this it's like genetically inherited from you dipshit I know. I love it. I always love when my friends like call me. They're like, Oh my God, my kids are like doing this, 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 and this. And I'm just UGI, like, you always respond with going and yeah, let's sounds, go talk to your mom for a second. Sounds like you, but I'll let you figure that out later. Mm-hmm. Like not, not liking it. Sounds like you have some work to do. Yeah. I'm like, it's just like the whole, like we've got to get rid of this, you know, um, the objective is, it's a, high school and then college or not, and then partner up and then, you know, reproduce. And then, you know, whatever happens, depending on your economics and your decision-making and your critical thinking skills or whatever. But it's just like, I, I, at one point I was like, I told my friend, I'm like, I'm I'm just going to make a t-shirt that says stop making babies, you know, just like, stop. Like we have a choice, you know? I mean, we can stop making children. Like we have children that are in, in institutions. We have, you know, parents who are 
killing kids. We have just children that are being like sold. I, like, I still, I still you stand know, by like, my, like, you, need to, you, you should, you should have to pass a certain test before you're allowed to breed. God damn, you should. I know. We have to, we have I, to take I, a I, test you, to drive a car. Yeah. You should take yeah. a test to be able to breed. I'm not saying you can't have sex. I'm just saying that yeah. you, you are not allowed to breed. If you don't all, meet certain requir- you- requirements, then mm-hmm. you're, so let's put it simply. This this is a quote from when I was at Fraud Tech, when we had a project going on, and it was a whole thing of aliens versus religion in a sense. And my argument towards you know the diehard religious people when they're like aliens don't exist, this that, and the other thing. I said that's that's a good point. As you sit there and try and convince me that some imaginary guy up top fucking exists, I can't see him, I can't touch him, but you want me to believe in him, and you won't believe in an alien. Well, you're fucking stupid. And the other good one was, you know, if they don't exist, how did the pyramids get built? Cause it wasn't until about six years ago that we were actually able to, as a human race, recreate. reproduce, recreate <laughs> how they fucking did that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> there was one kid on the team that actually cracked me up when he came out with this. He's like, dude, it's, it's simple. We know how this all happened. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, what, what's your excuse? He's like, the dumb out fuck the smart i'm like god damn dude that like hits the nail right on the head it's so true that's how they forgot how to build the pyramids that's how they forgot everything all the dumb people breed and none of the smart people do why because they think about it well but you know here's so what is it called so i think it's just called the secret have you ever seen the documentary like read the book I've read about half of that book. Okay. So part, so part of it is, is that their, their theory is that, um, and claim is it, is it way, way back beyond like what you're talking about is that where the issue lied is that when people, those people who knew the truth about how think like world, how, how we became, et cetera, had held the truths, decided, decided that it needed to be kept amongst only a certain few. And so it created this division of stupidity, but (laughs) it's like, I think that's part of, if you talk about unity, right. And we talk about education, we talk about just in the world and the situation that we're in now is it's the same sort of principle where there's this elite and then there's this middle and then there's just the below and the elite. It's, it's almost like it's this, well, we don't want to share. It's not the wealth, but we don't want to share the knowledge. And I'm not talking about corporations. I'm just talking about human species. Like instead of sharing the so, knowledge so so that we can all be as equally empowered it's keeping it to selves so that they can feel superior and elite. You want to know what that is though? So first first off, let me go back on on one thing that you said there. You said, you know, the elite, the middle and the below. The problem is, is in the past 20 years, the elite have done a good enough job that there actually isn't really much of a middle anymore. No, it's pretty much them and, and below that. Yeah. The other problem on why the elite don't want to share the knowledge is because none of them are fucking smart enough to understand it. They've been initiated into a club. 
because of old money, right. family name, whatever it may be. At one point in their family line, there might have been someone that understood that. But right. by now, we've proven without a shadow of doubt that they're just too fucking stupid to understand it. But they don't want to hold They want to hold that back from everybody else because the fear is the people that are below them actually understand it and will take that knowledge and use it against them. Right. Yeah, that's true. I do believe I do believe that, too. There's there. What? But when you create elite and not, you know, that division and that line. And you don't raise your, you know, the new generation coming up with the same sort of understanding, appreciation, respect for it. Well, then you're just, they're spoon fed, right? So. Well, and that's the thing. The thing is though, once again, this is the problem because there's no guarantee that that person that understood it in the elite is going to give birth to a child that has the brain capacity to understand it because of, but because of who they are, they're automatically initiated into the club. Right. I think everyone should be, um, well, I really, I'm with you. I really do believe that people should have to pass a certain, like certain levels of intelligence in intelligence, like across the board. So not just academically, but all levels of intelligence before they're able to have children. I really do believe that. Mm-hmm. And people have said to me, oh my God, Tony, that's so like communist. And I said, no, that's logical. Like, because what you end up doing is you end up having people who have no business having children. Have you ever gone to the deep pills in the South? It's not <laughs> communist. It's fucking logical. The, the, hills. Ring, 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 ring. the hills have eyes. <laughs> Just saying. This is this is my this is my sister. Yeah. And she's my aunt and mother at the same time. And she's my girlfriend now. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. we just started dating. Yeah. We got a kid coming on the way in three months. <laughs> we got triplets. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Yeah. But no, it's okay. That's that you you can say that my theory is communist, dumbass. No, 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 yeah. So 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 <laughs> you I shouldn't breathe. <laughs> I, I do. I actually, I do agree with it. And, 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 and honestly, that's one of the reasons what, like, I don't have kids. I thought, cause I thought about it. I was like, it, it wasn't that I thought that I was stupid, but it was more that I, I was like, I had to be realistic about, I was like, where's, where's my line of selfishness, you know? Because when you have a kid, it's not about you anymore. It's about raising that human being. And I never, and honestly, I, I don't, necessarily agree with like kind of the typical American parenting. And, and so there like, lies one of the issues though is is see the problem is is these people have kids young. Yeah. And then halfway through that kid's life, the parent is now at the point of regret because they feel that they now have the kid too young and they've lost a good chunk of their life. Right. So now they start taking it out on the kid. Yeah. And it's a vicious fucking cycle. Right. But, but for me, I was like, I was like, no, like I had to raise my siblings, you know, starting eight years old, I was acting as a parent, you know, and no, like, I just, I don't. And I literally had the fears. I was like, I don't, I don't know what will come out in me 
it, when I have a child, because I know that all of that stuff changes. It's not like suddenly, I mean, there's a chance that I could have been a better mother, you know, but there's a chance that I couldn't have been. And I literally was like, I'm not willing to risk. Now, since I don't, I mean, obviously I'm destroying a human um, being's life. I'm a man. I have no idea how this is. I just go from what I've heard, but to back you on, on your thought process there, I don't look at this. Some people look at that and be like, well, that's kind of selfish. Not really. No. That's being logical and intelligent because the fact is you guys go through so much change when that happens. Yeah. With your hormones, with everything in your body, just going out of whack. So it's, you could, you could be fine. Nothing happened. Be a great mother and this, that, and the other thing. I think you would be a great mother. Oh, thank you. You know, but on the same aspect, it could flip. And you can right. lose certain hormones and stuff and just, you could literally make yourself crazy. Right. Yeah. We, and, and it's, you know, it's, a, it's a different stress level too. You know what I mean? Like, and that was one of the things I looked at. I was like, how do I do, like, what are, what's my stress threshold in life? I mean, you know, doing film production, like that's, I mean, there's a lot of stress. It's a lot of hours. Like, but I also had crash and burn moments you know and so it's like I had to look at that and I was like you can't crash and burn when you have a kid I mean for me that's not how I would you know I wouldn't want to have those moments and so I just like literally like it was like I had to just analyze the data of myself who I am as a person my character my needs my wants and and I literally just like the the equal was no like and and it's and here's kind of the fuck thing is being a woman like there is that damn biological clock that starts knocking like a motherfucker, you know? It's like, it really does. And like, I, I would have moments where I'd be like, Oh my God, I could fear like my ovaries are just like pulsing um, with moments. But, but, but it was like, I had to be very aware and conscious of that where I was just like, no, this is what my body is built to do. It's designed for that. Um, so I had to connect with my brain where I was just like, yeah, get it, but not going to happen because there's so many more things that go into that. And I just was not willing to take that chance. And so it, but it coming closer to like the end of my thirties, it was probably the hardest like emotional part for me because I was like, it, like again, oh, it's probably bio- a lot of looking back and reflection it's, on things. And it's the biological clock. Like it ticks and you kind of go, well, shit, like, I, I should like this. I'm at the point of making the final decision. You know, like this is like, I've got one lifeline left. It's final decision. The clock's ticking. <laughs> yeah. You know, like call friend, call I, gotta, I gotta call a friend and yeah. And like figure it out. And I did, I, I really had to like have deep conversations about that. I was like, and, and here's the reality for me is would I have, and did I want truly deep down inside um, to have a child in this lifetime? Absolutely. However, given the cards that I was dealt in life, which has created the woman that I am today, who I'm okay with, um, given those circumstances, I was more unsure than I was confident that it would be a good thing. And so I literally had to go through a grieving process towards the end of my thirties, realizing like, I mean, is it possible for me to have a child in my forties? Sure. But 
It's just a lot harder on yourself. I'm really too lazy and I like my nap, so that's just not going to happen now. Uh, I'm like, definitely not happening in my 40s. But, you know, I mean, I, I always left open the option of, like, adoption. Um, but understanding that that's also, like, a thought process of what that entails. But, um, yeah, like, I did. I had to go through a grieving process in my late 30s of, like, no, like, this is it. And I am making that decision. Like, I'm not going to um, birth a child. And there was a lot of sadness with that. And it was really weird for me because I didn't expect that I would have that. But I did because I was, like, I would have these moments where I would look at like a mom and a child, you know, having a positive interaction. And like, you can just see like the similarities. And so it would be the kind of this mental thing of you're like, wow, like there is something really cool. So on the flip flip side of that, I'd have to say that I think from a guy's perspective, it's obviously a different point of view, but I will say that I, I feel that, they do, or we do still go through a similar thing as you get oh, older really? of that, of that thought process. Um, I mean, once again, this, this also goes to upbringing and, and how you were raised, I guess. I mean, like, sure. you know, I, I was raised with brothers and whatnot and, you know, family, I, it's, I won't say that I hadn't thought of having a family at some point and I, I did, but then I've had times where I'm like, well, that would not be good, but, or whatever, you know, um, we tried for you know whatever reasons it didn't it didn't work out right and um, you'd be a good dad thanks i've had other people (laughs) tell me that too and and i I question it and most of it comes because of what i grew up with um so we're still the same brother (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's that creep it's that that's where the creepiness lies sometimes it's like that whole hmm the funny thing is though is is well i let me let me before i yeah sidetracked that one um so you know there was the chance that if we continue to try that there could be a very difficult process mm-hmm. so we had that conversation and it ultimately landed with we are enough for each other oh yeah um one age did kind of come into it because we i mean obviously you know i was 38 when we got married she was 30 five yeah or six couple of years yeah, I don't, yeah, you guys but, are like right there at that yeah yeah and um so from a guy's perspective you know i looked at it from the aspect of you know realizing that there could be problems i had to think of it from the aspect of like so if that came up what would i do what would i do if if my wife is laying on a table to give birth and I'm told that I have to pick between an unborn child or my wife living. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause those there's been those cases that it happens where, yeah. you know, your wife can give birth, but the child, you know, if she gives birth to the child, she's there's a chance she could die. Or this, I mean, and I'm like, that's, that's a hard choice to make for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. You a, you could go ahead and have the child and your wife passes. And now you have to have that conversation with the child. And then you also have to try your hardest not to resent the child for taking that away from you. Mm-hmm. And then there's the flip side. You decide to say, okay, get Are rid you of the- resent your baby. 
You could. <laughs> yeah, you think could. About it. Think about you it. Could. You, you, you could. You could. You have a child here. Yeah. And because could. of this child, your wife is gone. The love of your life is gone. Yeah, he very well could. And you wouldn't. You could know. either take it as a blessing, or or it could flip and go completely right. opposite. You so I mean, yeah, you wouldn't know how you would respond. Yeah. yeah, you don't know how you're going to respond to that. Yeah. Or the flip to that too is you say, okay, lose the child because I want my wife to live. Now that flips around and going, okay, great. So after a month, what's going to happen then? Is there going to be now, is there now going to be resentment between you and your wife because she wanted to have that child regardless? Right. You know what, you know, does, do you now seem like a selfish person because you cared more about her instead of the child? And there's like so much to it that could just, it, it's a decision. It, it needs to be discussed about. And yeah. I know we had that dis- decision and we, we agreed we were on the same page. Yeah. And that's, I mean, in the long run, that's really what it comes down to is you have to be on the same page with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. You know, otherwise there's just trouble down the road. Yeah. You know, don't, don't have the, don't have the bullshit of, no, I'm fine. Really? I'm fine. And then three months later, you're holding an ax over the head going, you, shouldn't have you know, I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't do that. You, you definitely have to be clear. Here's the thing is that there's a lot of women out there though, who actually will, do the trapping, like, you know, oh, the, yeah. man, the man trapping. Oh, and, oh, yeah. and, and I just am like, seriously, it's the worst fucking thing to do ever. Like it's <laughs> so bad. Um, there are ways out of that, but I mean, we won't, we won't go down that dark road. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's just like, yeah. So yeah, it's, I mean, that's interesting to know, though, that the men kind of go through that process, too. I Obviously not as harsh as women, because, yeah. you, I mean, for you guys, it's, it's, a, it's a hormone thing that really kicks it into gear. I think for men, it's more of, it's more of well, that Well, and our shit dries line. up. It's, well, it's, but it's, our shit dries up. You guys can be fucking 60 years old and fucking 20 year old and just be like making babies still, you know? So it's like, there's that factor too, you know? I mean, no, but not, uh, remember, it's, it works both ways. Guys like, can, uh, guys can I, be shooting dust. <laughs> yeah, they can be shooting dust, but like the reality is, and I, I know being single in, you know, 40, I don't remember what the second number is, but um, on these dating sites, it's like I literally run across more men that I would have even like fathomed that would be like, seriously, I mean, even at 40, you know, 40, 45, 55, and even 60, you know, putting on their profiles, like, what still want to have kids? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like, okay. And, and, want- and I, I'm willing to bet those are also people that probably either a have some sort of fucking nanny service. Cause they got money or they're looking at it going, yeah, that's right. I want to have kids, but guess what? Your ass is home with them while I'm fucking at work. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Like they're not all wealthy. I, I want to um, have a kid, but I'm not going to be there. Yeah, They're not all wealthy. I'm like, so it's either, it's, it's like, is it just the ticket to like get into the 20 year old vagina? And so I don't know. I just can't, Ooh, that was lightning. Um, Probably because you know, there's a lot of women out there with daddy issues and they know the daddy issues and they know that they want to have babies. So they're like, yeah, I'll give you some of my sperm. We'll have kids no problem, but you know, whatever. I'm also going to, at that point, I'm going to have a side one on the side. I don't know. But yeah, so no kids for me. Um, I don't even remember how we got on that topic. Uh, I have to break and take a potty break and refill on the champagne. Go for it. 
you're just eating that pizza. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's like full on storming outside. I couldn't hear it with these damn headphones on. No. A little rain never killed anybody. I can hear you smacking that pizza. Outside. I want to go have a smoke. It's the end of 2020. I don't give a shit anymore. Bring your microphone out there too, then. Okay, hold on. I can hear some Texas rain.
awesome as I've got my apartment looking so fucking good. I'm gonna transport it to you. Back with I know. <laughs> Hold on. Maybe I have to do my headphones out here too. You might. It's got different styles. California, people in California wear everybody everywhere wears overalls, dude. <laughs> no, they don't. They do. No, they don't. You just don't know them. Uh, no, they don't. I can't say I've seen one person not wearing overalls out in public unless they're an actual farmer. Okay, better. So what I was going to say was the, in regards to the um, similar thought process, I found it funny that you kind of said that. Cause one thing that um, I think I've talked with, with my wife about, and I know I've talked to friends in the past about, I always thought it would be funny. Well, first thing was I said, I always thought it'd be funny. Cause I knew I was adopted. I'm like, one of these days I know I'm just going to like walk around in a mall somewhere and bump into someone that like looks like me and be like, Okay. Um, <laughs> but the thought process thing always kind of cracks me up just because it's that. That we're related, but like. It's the unknown bond in a sense. Because, uh, you know, I, it just goes to that whole thing of like, you know, twins that have, have similar bonds and stuff like that. Where in this, in this situation, it just happens to be, I'm going to go with genetic. You know, in the, in the aspect of certain thought process and stuff like that, considering you grew up in California on the completely opposite coast than I did. Yeah. And I spent a whole one year in Texas and that was it. I was born, you know, obviously born down there. And then within a year I was in Connecticut. Do you know how, how do you know how old you were when you were adopted? Was it like immediately after? No. Here you go. Okay. 
So that part is true. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, which, which I, you know, because back in that time, that's how it was. It was, you know, nothing that was, it was always a hush hush thing, 100% deal. Um, and it was usually right when, when the person was, yes, I'm going to give the child up for adoption. It was done right away because obviously if you, there's the chance of a bond becoming next thing, you know, it's like, Oh, I don't know. I want to, right. That's, that's always been my understanding of it. So. Right. You know, what's funny. I kind of wondered if your adopted parents, parents, um, if they knew, if there was any sort of connection to, um, I guess it'd be like, maybe, you know what I mean? Like, what is there, whether any know that they know at all? Nothing. Okay. No, absolutely. The only thing they the only thing they had for information was was my bill of sale. <laughs> I love saying it like that. <laughs> I do know I cost more than my brother. <laughs> this is the price of the chat. <laughs> so what was your selling price? Do you know? <laughs> oh God, it was very inexpensive back then. Really? Yeah. Do you have that information? I think I think it's in some of the paperwork I have. I saw it and I know I looked at it and I, I, I think I looked at my brothers and I was like, Oh, I was worth more. Um, what do you mean? Grand- your brother, was he adopted too? Or what do yeah. you mean? Oh, yeah. Who's my, adopted? yeah. My brother, Steve, who currently lives at my parents' house now, who is two and a half years older than me. He was adopted first. Middle child. Huh? Is he middle child? Uh, I don't know how you would say he'd be, he's the third. Cause I have, so my mom has uh, my brother, Michael and Kevin, who are her sons from a previous marriage. Okay. And then when she got together with my dad, he wanted to have children. She could not have children. So they adopted. Okay. Gotcha. So they adopted Steve and then adopted two, and a, two and a half years later, got me. Gotcha. You're funny. You're like, I was what? <laughs> that was worth more than you, motherfucker. <laughs> I didn't say it. It's funny. I did actually have a discussion. I just asked him once um, years ago about the whole, you know, have you ever been, he's the, he's the type of adoptee that not a Karen that doesn't, doesn't think about it. Nothing. Never thought, never crossed his mind, you know? And for me, I was completely opposite. Something I've just always been curious about. And it wasn't anything against my parents. It was just the curiosity. Right. You know, it's that, well, I know I'm adopted, so. You know what? You know what's funny is I was like, God, I'm so young. I did this. Um, mom, or biological. Um, no, it had to be somewhere around like six, six years old. I had had it with her shit, and I was clearly like, I literally was like. I have to be adopted. Like, I can't be. <laughs> I was convinced that, like, I was not her child. And then I was adopted. And she had this metal box, like, lockbox, that I think most parents, you know, had back in the day. It's like, through the Catholic paper or whatever. And so um, there was, like, two boxes like that that she would never let us, like, touch. And it was, like, made clear that it's locked or don't. And I was convinced that my adoption papers were in there. (laughs) 
And then when I found my birth certificate, so I, I busted the lock open. <laughs> and I remember. Such a delinquent. I remember specifically, like, I opened the box and I was, and I literally, I can, till this day, I can remember the excitement I had of like, I like, I wanted to find adoption papers because then I thought like I could find like my real parents who might love me because I felt so unloved. And like, and then I opened the box and I'm going through papers and I was all excited. I mean, I literally, I was convinced. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to find them. And, and then I found my birth certificate and it had mom's name. I was like, I was like, God damn it. (laughs) Just like, like went over and over and over the birth certificate to make sure I was like, is this real? <laughs> this is this fake? Like <laughs> feet print on it. It's gonna be little footprints on it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um but yeah, I remember wishing that I was adopted. So in those metal boxes, was there anything about me in there? I don't know. I was being very selfish at the moment. I was really just looking for Well, obviously. No, I was just, it was, it was more of a curiosity of if you actually like stumbled across something. Uh-uh. So did so, she, t- so, so how long did you know? So mom never told me. It was uh, Mimi. Oh. Yeah. Um, what you have to understand. So like Mimi, when mom had oh crap you froze uh, so when mom had me oh. you, you got to backtrack now can you hear me now I'm not I can good. hear you now okay um, so when mom had me they were all living in Clear Lake um, the uncles were young or his mom being the oldest so mom had to work and then it was Papa and Mimi who were basically like raising me. So I was kind of like the little sister of the house, according to, you know, sort of maybe with the exception of Michael. But um, anyhow, so so pretty much Grandma and Papa raised me for the first five years of my life. And then Mom took me off on a road trip and we went on our little gypsy road trip adventure to the West Coast. Um, and then my time ended with her when I was 10. And then I went with Mimi. And then I was with her really off and on. Um, because she was still grieving, like, her divorce and then the, like, falling of her daughter and, like, all of that stuff. So... It's kind of like, I remember thinking, I was like, oh, so this is where my mom's crazy came. <laughs> you know, I mean, I really did. And, and it, it definitely was like a real. God damn it. See, this is all because you're outside. You just froze again. Like, like I get it. Um, whoa, that was weird. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Like your lips just went really fast and I heard no audio. Oh. Uh, yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah, no, that's you're it's it's you're getting a cut off signal, I bet. It's because you're outside smoking that tobacco. Okay, Carl. <laughs> In 2020, I can do what I want. I quit that shit years ago. I know. How but how old were you when you quit? Thirties. Anyway. Well it, you know it 
it helped that my wife was allergic to it. Oh, okay. Well, when I threw the husband. Um, no, but so, so my time with mom is literally until 10. And then, so from five to 10, that's five years, which those five years were really spotty. And then with, with, with grandmother, um, from 10 to 15, and those years were super spotty. I was pretty much on my own. And then for 15 and on, I was on my own. So I can't remember when grandma told me about you. Um, it was obviously before I, I reached out and found mom. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, but he, but here was the thing. So I want to say it was somewhere between like 15 and 19 is what I was told. Um, so, so then when grandma did tell me, um, I was suddenly like, Oh shit. Like I have an older brother somewhere. And, and honestly, given at the time, like when it, like, it was really like shit was just like, and, um, I was like, it would be so, like, I never, so my dad, I don't know who my dad is. I mean, I know who he is. And I actually, grandma looked him up, but so, and I know where he lives. He lives in Houston. I just drive by. I was like, eh, I really don't have a desire, but you were really the only one that I cared. <laughs> yeah. I was like, eh. yeah, another, another bad choice she made, but I'm here anyway. So, um, yeah. So you were the only one that I really ever had a desire to meet and and honestly I kind of always wondered I was like I really hope that he had a better life you know I was like I wonder what his life was like you know and so so it's like it was different different phases of like like theories in my head where I was like um and, and it had to do with age you know age and just sort of like understanding of life you know so the first one was like oh, I've got this older brother and he was adopted. And, and in my head, I mean, I, I, I'm sure it had to do with sort of psychologically just wanting to like imagine that you had this much greater life than I did. Um, and that one day we would meet and like, you know, you could tell me about how good your life was and it would make me feel better. But then I would have to like tell you all the shit on the other side of the you know story and I'd be like oh well you know our biological mom is just he's shit sorry bro but at least you got it better than we did and then you know getting older um I was like uh who knows you know who knows what his life was like and so anyhow all that to say um I did ask a lot of questions but here lies the issue <laughs> when I asked um, Mimi about it, she said, um, you know, here was the hospital that happened, like where she gave birth and, you know, it would, so it was kind of like, it, there were phases, uh, there were layers of like lies, which was to protect like, for their own shit, you know, because it was their own guilt and remorse and whatever. And so like on Mimi's side of the story, it was, um, that this was agreed upon, that mom was all for it. And, uh, you know, here's the name of the hospital. And so I was like, okay, well, I want to do some digging. And so I started doing some digging. And so I talked to mom and I asked mom about it. And this was like, I mean, many, 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 many years ago. And I was like, mom, you know, so I know about the brother and I'd really like to find him. And she was like, you know, unfortunately, like there was, 
So two things she told me was one, she said that she never wanted to give you up for adoption, that it was forced and that she was drugged and the signature was assisted. And then the second part of it was when I said, well, okay, but grandma said it was this hospital, this hospital or this whatever. Um, and she has the name, like if I call them, maybe I can get the files. And then mom said, no, there was a fire. And <laughs> it basically the building caught on fire. So the, the, all the files have been lost. So you can't find them. And so I went back to grandma and I said, this is what mom said. And she was like, oh no, it's just total bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, drama, drama, drama. And I was like, she goes, you can, here's the name of it. You can look it up. It's still here. And I was just like, well, okay. I mean, but like still, I, I, like my whole thing is I was like. Well, the name of the hospital to my knowledge has changed. I actually think the original place, it did burn down. Really? I think so. Because well, it was affiliated with a different type of hospital. Yeah. One, like one thing that I do know that was true about it was that this was back in a day where they weren't given. So she, she obviously wasn't when, even though she was admitted, she, her name was changed for safety reasons in a nutshell. Oh, mom's name was changed for, Oh, because sometimes we don't it's, want anybody to know shit. Yeah, because the closed adoption process back then, everything was so tight-lipped and all that crap. I mean, because when I first looked into it, obviously back before the internet age, I located the hospital and I contacted like, them. something? Yeah, and I had contacted them and the woman on the phone that I spoke with was completely honest with me. And this was back in teenage years, so it's like I was kind of going through with it, but on the same aspect, I just farted it out. Um, but she told me, she goes, she goes, 90%, she goes, usually this is how it'll play out. You will send us a letter with all the information we've requested. We will then pull up your file, reach out to your birth mother. They go, 90, 99% of the time, the first answer that we always get from the birth mother is, nope, want nothing to do with them. She goes, and usually what happens is usually about one to three months after that, we get a call back from the birth mother right. who then wants to, and that was when I was a teenager and that was as, about as far as it went. I started writing the letter, but then I just, well, I was a teenager and I got distracted with other shit. Right. You know, um, it's nothing that I, it wasn't that I didn't want to find out. It, you know, the whole medical issue was probably the one thing that was like the fucking cattle prod in my ass. It was like, okay, you should probably find out at least for family history, just so you know. So nothing just springs up on you one day and like, oh, by the way, here's a second head growing out. You know, he, <laughs> right. like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you, you, you want to, why am I growing a tail? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I, I will say thanks to the gift of technology it made that process a hell of a lot quicker and faster. <laughs> yeah that's you know good. um i always had okay so the fire was a real story then i believe so okay but it wasn't the entire place it was only a section of it okay so she may have just known about that and thought because she because she was it wasn't like she was saying determined like nothing could be found but she was like it probably can't be found but so it was very discouraging yeah, but I, but I do remember 
you know, because you know me, I just like walk in and drop bombs. I'm like, hey, mom, I know that you had another kid. So FYI, I want to find him. And so you give me information. She's like, uh, I have emotions. And I'm like, yeah, get past them. Let's just get to the data, please. You know, she's like, forward through that, would you please? Yeah. Can we fast forward through your emotions? It's just going to have the data. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) wow. So so apparently, (laughs) see, I have that same, I I can be that same way, but apparently I got the filter and you didn't. (laughs) No, no, I got the filter that actually clicks on. It stops that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no. the perfect example when I worked for my when I worked for my family, my dad would come back from his lovely two hour liquid lunches, and you know walk up front and I'm working at the counter and he'd ask me how it was going, and I would tell him. Within two seconds of of my sentence, he would turn around and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you didn't want to know. Then why did you ask? That's you mean. It's simple to me. You ask me a question, I'm giving you an answer, but you didn't want the answer. I don't know. Where, where did I miss it? I do not compute. <laughs> do not compute. <laughs> but yeah. I always had, I always, uh, um, you know, I didn't know if I had sisters or brothers or anything. I always had that weird feeling like one of these days I'm just going to bump into someone in the mall and it's going to be like, you look too familiar. <laughs> like, <laughs> I totally thought so too. I was like, maybe, I was like, maybe just like, through traveling or something like I'm going to bump into this guy and I'm going to be like, Oh my God. Okay. So here was one really weird, 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 like date, uh, online dating thing. Um, Wait, before you get to that, before I want to get, stay on this little topic really quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one weird thought or not weird thought, but the far stretch of my imagination was great. Cause when I was younger and when I started playing music, I kind of was like, you know, well, obviously I'm just, I'm like, like, wow, maybe, maybe, maybe my mom was like a, a groupie to like Ozzy or something. And I'm like the long lost child of Ozzy Osbourne or something. <laughs> I had some weird thoughts. Wouldn't that be awesome though? <laughs> See, you had the same sort of like fantasies. Um, yeah. No. So no, mom was not, she was not that cool. <laughs> Um, so there was, a, I, I met this guy, you know, it wasn't online dating because it wasn't so fucking long ago. I think it was like maybe a MySpace thing or I don't know, like I connected with some dude. His name was like, his last name. He was, he was adopted and his birthday was the same birthday as yours in, in, in the year, like everything. And he, he seriously, like, looked like he could be one of us. Um, it's, one it, of it, us. One of us. Yeah. And, 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 and so we started talking. And, like, initially it was that he, like, had approached me because he was interested. But then we started talking. We were asking, like, birth dates and this, that. And, and adoption and he was just like oh shit and, the, and we both kind of hit this moment where we're like oh my god like could we be related <laughs> could we be related Gotta be careful there whoops um but wasn't the case ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah wasn't the case so um yeah so so i asked mom about it and she was like oh there was a fire probably not gonna find stuff and then mimi you know was like 
uh, I'll give you the name of the hospital. And she gave me all the information she could, she could give me. And it was the same thing when I was young. And it, at the time there was no like digital world. And so it was all about like filling out paperwork and I was way too lazy to go through the whole thing. And I was like, eh. and I just kind of, but I always had this feeling. I was like, I don't know. Like, and, and so I just kept saying like outwardly kind of in my own sort of like, hippie you know universe I was like just like send him to me like maybe he'll search and find me like send him to me because I don't I don't it was overwhelming for me to try to figure out how to even find you you know given that I was like told the hospital burned down so there's no record so I'm like how the fuck do you do that you know and then the other one's saying no the hospital didn't burn down there are records but I have very limited information which is probably in reality very little information I have more, but I'm not willing to give it to you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really sure because like I said, I do know that back then a lot of that stuff was kept under wrap and key and limited. Like I said, I had the only information I had about mom and my birth dad was like <laughs> ethnic backgrounds and that type of stuff. 100%. So it wasn't, it wasn't like names, not locate nothing. It was very, basic information so that's just how it was back then like now now you have your dad's name no okay so here's a little inside scoop so she tells the story i think his name is kip but she tells a story that sounds right because she's she's told me his well i never had his name she told me his name it was i think kip was the name but i don't think she gave me a last name Okay. I can't remember the last name either, but, um, anyhow, so wait, 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 real quick, speaking of last names. So is mom's maiden last name Harrison? Okay. So it is by adoption. Okay. So grandma had mom with the military guy who you connected with Linda first before mom. Yes. Right. So Linda and mom share the same dad, different okay. mothers. Okay. He was the player. He was the Mac daddy. Yep. That's like, what that woman had said too. Yeah. Yep. Military guy. And it's either like, so I'm going to go in all the ports. Yeah. So, so, so grandma fell for him and that story is really wild, and that'll be for another time. But mm-hmm. grandma, grandma, grandma fell for him and his bullshit story, and so his shit was like, "Oh, I'm married, but I'm separated, and I really love you," and yada yada. And he was like, you know, taking mm-hmm. her, taking her off, and you know, and 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 her parents were like, like flying up the 101, and you know, pulling him over in the car on the side of the road, and like driving the daughter in the car. I was like, no. But anyway, so she got pregnant. She had mom. Um, and then so she was single with mom. And great mom, grandpa, same thing. Raised mom until she was like five or six. And then grandma took. And then grandmother met Papa Harrison, who is uh, Michael and Patrick's father. And so she, she, they started dating. He was living on a sailboat in San Pedro, California. Uh, he lived on a sailboat. Him and his buddy is like Paul Cohen, the sailboat. He's very much like a bohemian uh, free spirit. And so 
And so was Mimi. Uh, you know, I don't know about Bohemian, but she was Lola Bucks. Um, so they started dating, and then um, she got pregnant with Michael. And she was like, oops, I'm pregnant. And he was like, Would you mind? You know, I think that's what every guy says. And so, anyway, he decided, like, okay, I, ha- I need a man up and do the right thing. So they ended up getting married. He adopted our mom. And so that's why she has the name Harrison. But beyond, well, she, to, to me, she has the name Fletcher. Well, Fletcher, she still holds fucking Fletcher. And that's my dad's last name. Well, that's because she's that's the only one she married. It is the only one she married. And usually when you marry, you take the last, well, you know, know standard tradition, you take the last name. I know, dude, but like, I seriously, so I'm like, it's a horrible last name. Like you really just could have gotten rid of it. Well, really, what really kind of freaks me out a little with that last name is when we moved up to Massachusetts here, there's a guy, well, not just a guy, it's, you know, has a family and all that stuff, but the last name was Fletcher. And so after we, I'm like, hmm. I wonder, but like, <laughs> um, no, I mean, my only interest in, in, in the last name is cause I also like the, you know, historical version. Like you can go back yeah. and see where the name came from and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Well, Fletcher is English. Yeah. I, I, well, I would like to find the correct last name to look up. <laughs> yeah. It has nothing to do with mom. That's my dad. Um, my dad, they are really just like full on English Europeans, uh, mostly from England. Uh, Fletcher is an arrowhead maker. So that's as kind of as far back as I've like, sort of, and really there's like no in-depth research on like his bloodline and what they were actually doing, but the name Fletcher, um, Going back to those days, they were people who they made uh, arrowheads. And I was like, well, come on, it sounds like me. I was spitting. So what do you know about my dad then? Anything or? Okay, so, yeah. So here's the story on your dad is his name is Kip. So mom told the story uh, prior and then just recently like connected dots and I think not knowingly because it, it's like here's with mom's like you kind of one you have to get her in the right mood and then which is a certain mood and a talkative mood and then you have to like move kind of a little like you have to reintroduce prior conversations I really hope she doesn't even listen to this conversation <laughs> like that bitch is listening and she's just not fucking telling us prior conversations and then you have to move quick and, and get the, you know, get the answers. But anyway, so she, she had priorly told me about, cause it, and it was really talking about just like the family and why she actually left Texas. Like there were, there were layers to it, of course, with home life, but she had met your dad in high school. So they knew each other in high school. He was, I think a grade ahead of her or something but um so they were like best friends in high school it was one of those loves that it was like a best friend love and then a romantic love and then a relationship love and so but it was sort of like 
all of that was there, but it's also a little oil and water as well. Um, and so they were friends, best friends, dated high school, out of high school. Um, he was really, really in love with her, but they were just very much like on and off again, on and off again, on and off again. So we're at the point you're just kind of like, yeah, you know? So, um, I don't, I don't remember the details she told me about, like when they finally kind of decided like to just stop the on and off again, but keep the friendship. Um, but they did that. And then he met, but like, it must've been somewhere around where I popped into the picture or was cooking. Right. So, so she said that, um, yes. So, So, because see, I'm going off the first story, which that part was left out, right? So, um, so, so then when I hit her the second time, <laughs> I got fill in, <laughs> which is um, she got pregnant with you, and then was like whisked off to this sort of group home or whatever they call it back then, um, and and it was very like traumatizing for the both of them. And mom did not want to give you up, uh, but it was this a lot to do with living in Clear Lake at the time, and Papa worked for NASA, so they were very involved with like highly classified security. It's It's an image issue. An image, right? So, yeah. it, it, it's, I mean, which, which, the, the, oddly enough, I that's something that I've kind of always figured, because once again, back in back in the seventies, this is not something you know. This was something that families would be like, Ooh, yeah, yeah, totally. And, and I mean, last I last I heard, not to interrupt you there, last the last time I had spoken with mom about this, she had told me she told me his name, Kip. She said that. Um, I mean, granted, they haven't like talked in a while, but everything was, you know, ended amicably. I guess I could, I suck at saying that word. And um, he's happily married. I guess she even knows his wife. Mm. Um, and nothing. There was like, there's no, no bad blood. No, so there is no bad blood. But so here, so here was the thing. So she was pissed off. Um, that created a whole thing for both of them. Um, it was really hard on mom. And so I don't know the details and like the information and conversations of like that's that phase in their relationship and life. But so, so fast forward, he met, but like he kind of had this rule of like any woman that he dated had to be mom, mom had to approve and they had the person he was with had to accept mom. Like that's how much he was in love with her. Wow. Like he was just like, that's just a given. Like whoever wow. I'm with, yeah. So he started dating um this this girl or woman, I don't know how old they were, uh Kathleen, which is interesting because your sister she's the yeah, yeah, she's the youngest is Kathy. Um so her name was Kathleen, she's Kathy, Kathleen. He started dating her and he was like, Nope, you have to meet Judy and Judy has to approve and like, you know, this, you just have to understand that Judy's always going to be a part of like my life, blah, blah, blah. So mom met her and mom was like, yeah, I approve. She's 
you know, she's a good person. And so they started dating, but mom has always described it as like, she said he would never let go of her enough to be fully available to Kathleen. And so she always felt really bad about that, where she was like, it's evident. So she kind of had to pull herself away. So she pulled herself away. And so she said, that's why I left Texas ultimately. It's because that makes I, sense, actually. She said, I knew if I, if I was anywhere near, he would always um, have a connection to me. And so she said, I think the wife came down with like some sort of illness and like, um, so mom, and this woman knew, like this woman was like, I'm in love with him, but she knew like the relationship. So she kind of, you know, she tolerated it. And so mom was like, I have to go because he just won't, like, he won't, he, he won't, like, he won't implement the correct healthy boundaries. Um, if I'm anywhere near. And so like, she, she tells a story. She's like, when I left, she said, you know, I told, I called him and I told him that I was leaving. I was moving to California. And she was literally, he was like, yeah, whatever. Where are you? Like, what's your address? I'm going to pick you up. You're going to come over and, you know, hang out, whatever. And she was like, no, I'm serious. I'm leaving. And he just would not like accept it. And so um, like she even got on the phone with with Kathy called when she was in California and said, Hey, I'm, I'm here. And I want you to know that because I want you to know, like I'm gone. And she was like, well, you need to tell him cause I'm not going to be the one to do it. And so she passed the phone on to your dad and she told him and he really was like in denial. And then when he got the message, he like threw the fucking phone and I guess his wife then picked it up and said, thanks for leaving me with that. And she's like, I'm sorry, but like, you know, I had to, he has to know that, like, I'm not going to just be there. Like, he needs to move on and he needs mm-hmm. to just be with you. So, mom, so, so it was interesting having connected it, and literally not that long ago, pretty recent, um, that she added your story to the mix because initially she was not admitting that he was your dad. I had heard that story before but it was absent of, of you. Um, and so, um, I mean, I'm just, I myself, I'm just glad that at least it wasn't a, uh, you know, chew and screw operation. No, my dad was though. <laughs> <laughs> he stuck around to get married at least. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, I don't, I don't really know much of the story about my dad. I do love their wedding photos though. He's, they have both had like, so grandma like handmade mom's wedding dress. She's in a sun hat. She's clearly stoned, which I love. And she has like daisies. Um, but uh, my dad's fucking tuxedo is super fucking rad. And he's got these badass glasses. I mean, the style is just all there. It's great. Um, but I don't know much about him. Like she kind of always like, Oh, that guy, you know, like, rolls up. Like your dad, she's like, oh, kid, yeah, we love, you know, it's like it's this whole long, like, beautiful love, like, you know, back and forth, like, passionate love story. My dad, she's like, oh, that asshole. I'm like, okay, great. Maybe one day, you know, when you're in your fucking 80s, I'll get like a little story about my dad. Because what I got was like, I I mean, really, I don't even know. Like, I have pieces. She was like, 
you know, we met, I don't know, they were both like managers at Shakey's fucking pizza. And so I used to tell the story to people. I'm like, mm, it's a rumor that I was conceived in the booth of Shakey's pizza. <laughs> you know that pizza your mom ate? Yeah. My dad's yes. ass was on that. And then my mom's water water broke during a bingo game at a Jewish fucking hall. So there you go. Um, bingo. Oops. Wait, no. I bingo. Um, this should be my nickname. But yeah, so so I don't really know much about my dad. Um, she says that he pulled kind of like the 70s divorce where he was like, I'm going to the store for a pack of cigarettes and then never came back, you know? Yeah, but like, but then there's like stories how he came, like, you know, that I was born and then, you know, he came, because I think think most men back in those days, with the exception of, you know, the minority were like, oh, you're pregnant? Oh, can't be mine. Um, And so, yeah, she says, so she said he was kind of an asshole, drank, but you know, it's like, I don't know, they probably both partied together. I mean, he managed to shake his pizza, you were young. She did tell me, though, that originally my birth, my expected birth was supposed to be on March 14th. And I know that would have been fucking creepy. I know. So it's bad enough that it's April 14th. (laughs) I know. But here's the thing is that even Mimi, even Mimi confirms that my birth was late, but I was late. And then not only was I late, that they had to like cut her ass open and go in to get me because I went up and then turned sideways, like way up here. Like doctor had to like split her open, go in and up, grab my ass and pull me out. You and trying so, to go out the wrong way? I was like, and you oh. didn't see the exit sign? What's Dude, <laughs> I was like, this is the best hammock ever. It's like, what the fuck am I leaving? I have everything I fucking need here. No, no I'm, I'm staying. I'm staying. I'm sure mom was smoking weed with me. So I was like, hi. And I was just like floating in the fluid. I was like, oh my awesome. God. So, but so mom's, okay. So, so it was confirmed with, with Mimi that I was definitely late. Um, so I asked mom about it and she goes, Oh yeah, you were late. And she's like, you want to hear something really freaky? And I was like, what? She said, the doctor told me that your expected delivery date was March 14th. And she said, I looked at the doctor and I said, no, it's not. And he was like, uh, yeah, it is. And we're around, but yes. And she went, she said to herself that the whole time she was pregnant with me, she said, she kept saying, please don't let me have this baby on the same date. She's not going to be a replacement child. I want her to be her. Her. I don't want her to be a replacement child. And so she said that I was exactly to the month to the day, a month late on April 14th and knowing mom, (laughs) mom, I couldn't believe it. (laughs) She manifested that shit. And I was like, so are you telling me that I'm actually fucking older than I am? (laughs) No, but, um, yeah. So she said, she did. She said, she literally told the doctor like, no, I'm not having this child on March 14th. It's not happening. She's not going to be replacing the child. Um, but yeah, so apparently our mom, they gave her a little, probably a little, little morphine, put the pen in her hand and had her sign. Ish. 
So, mm. and, it, and it's so weird, like, coming full circle with all of this, because I remember back in the day, but I was also led to believe um, in very convincing ways that what my mom was saying, what our mom was saying was not true. And it was fabricated, but, you know, I'm like, now I know, like, having, like, I don't know. Just having lived with Mimi and, and, and having an understanding of her? Well, her, and I think getting older and, like, like more of, like, she has very little filter, but, like, so the little filter is coming off more and, like, actually telling truths. And I think I think it's because she is getting older and she's really kind of going to tell the truth. Um, Get it off the chest, so to say. Yeah. So. Well, I know from my perspective, when, when, I finally reached out and, and, you know, contacted mom and that, and that was that in itself to this day just blows me away that I had that kind of luck. I still can't believe I, I was that lucky with that simply because to literally reach out to an aunt and I'm still trying to figure out how you get a hold of her, though. Well, I guess because their DNA is connected. Is that why? Yeah, because it was through Ancestry. And she was already in Ancestry. Oh, okay. And I'm the one that reached out to her because she was on the top of the list of the most, you know, of all the things that they they match. You know, ours was extremely there. Right. So I reached out to her. But Is she 1% Nigerian, too? I don't know. Um, but it's that, it, like I said, it was, it was just, it, it's mind blowing to, to realize that it was literally like, I expected, okay, well, I think if you reach out to this person, they might be able to get you some more information. If you reach out to this, like I figured I'd be like having a, right. be doing email tag for a while. I did not expect to go from one person literally right to her. That was the last thing I ever expected to happen. Remind me again, was it email that you first corresponded with mom? Yeah. I've actually only spoken to her via email. I can understand that. I'm not a big fan of the phone myself. (laughs) See, it runs in our blood. But so after the first few emails back and forth, I mean, for me, like I said, 20, because that was 2017 and that literally became a check shit off of a bucket list year in a sense, finding my mom, getting to meet Mark Hamill from star Wars. Like, you know, those two things right there made that year fucking awesome. And then even further was finding out I have a sister. Cause when she had, when she had mentioned that she had, how did you find out about me? Um, how did I find out about you? And I have to, I'd actually have to go back through the emails to truly, I can't remember if it was. Maybe or mom. Cause I, I th- remember, I remember overhearing the conversation when mom called grandma. I think it was mom, but it wasn't in like the first email. It was like after a couple other emails okay. and she had finally told me and, Oh, she had asked, she had basically asked, can I give Mimi my email address? Mm-hmm. And I think at the same time, I think she maybe, did you get my email address from mom? Yeah. I got it from Mimi. Okay. Um, all I know is that is when she asked me if Mimi could have my email address, I, at that point I was like, 
you can give it to whoever I'm related to in a nutshell, like anybody that's willing to talk, yeah. you know, I'm willing to, to talk to and find out about all of this, all of uh, just not even, not even the past, just us, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like the whole family in a sense. So I was just like, give it out, whatever, you know, that's, and then maybe, it, maybe it was Mimi that, that said, had asked if she could give me or give you my email address. It might've yeah. been, I can't remember if it was her or mom, but I know it was one of them. And I would same response. It was like, by all means, if, if, if they want to, if, if they're willing to talk, sure, go ahead. No, it was, it was Mimi because, so I was living there with Mimi and they thought they were talking a little bit, but they weren't because Mimi always has a fucking phone on speakerphone because she can't hear. So <laughs> I, I, I remember exactly verbatim. She took the phone, it was mom's voice and she was like, I could hear the tone of the voice and I was like, hmm. so I tuned in. And she was like, do you remember the date of March 14th, 1972? Two. Two. Um, and then was like, yes. And so then she got up out of her chair because she knew, like, okay, I've got to try to go somewhere so Tony can't hear this. So I was like, it doesn't matter what room you're in, I can still hear you. <laughs> um, but anyway, so mom was like, uh, he found me. And I talked to him, and his name is Jeff, and his name is Jeff Stoney. And the first thing I did was giggle. I was like, of course my brother's last name is Stoney. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> and, um, and so they both just started crying. And me was like, at that point, she was so emotional. She really was like forgetting about trying to be quiet and they're both crying. And Mimi was just like, Oh my God. And you know, God bless. And is he okay? And how was he? Dude, just like a million questions, you know? And so they, you know, mom just shared the information that she had. And, you know, she's like, he wants to, you know, have contact with you. Are you okay with that? And she was like, yes, of course. And I mean, it was just like this, like I told you in the beginning, it was like this healing. Like I could finally, feel the healing starting to begin um and i literally like she hung up the phone and she never said anything to me at all she pretended like it just didn't fucking happen and i was like oh my god you know but and so here i am it's like trying to be respectful of like her <laughs> trying to make it seem like you didn't just eavesdrop on the phone conversation <laughs> It's not even dude. She's like 88. The goddamn speaker volume is up to fucking 20. So everybody can hear it. You know, the neighbors knew. But, um, yeah, like I wasn't, I didn't tune her out. But, um, yeah, I was like, but I was, so I was like, I had this moment of like, I remember my emotions exactly. I was like, holy shit, like, there's my brother. Like, he's here. And I can't say anything because she's not saying anything to me. And I wanted to be respectful and let her process it because I knew like my just like my intent, my desires is a completely different connection than her. Like this mm -hmm. is something that she has regretted and you know what I mean? So like she had to process all of that. 
Um, I can just say that I can just say this right off the bat. I was absolutely and utterly fucking blown away that I got an email from her. And especially when she told me when the age came in and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I can't even get my mom to fucking turn on a computer. And this woman's emailing me from a fucking iPad. I'm like, that is impressive. <laughs> yeah. She'll Facebook message you all the time. It's annoying. Anyway. But, um, so, so then, so I went through the phase of like, I was like, Oh my God, like my brother, like he's here, you know, he's, he's found, he's found us. Like he's, and then I was like, and this is great. Like it's healing between, you know, mom and like grandma. And it's amazing. It's just processing it. And then like days just went by and days just went by and the weeks went by. And I was like, and okay, this bitch is still not telling me. And so now I was fucking annoyed and I was really, so now I was pissed. I was like, okay, are we going back into like the family? This is how we keep secrets. And like, we're just going to be stupid. Like, and you really just don't even acknowledge that I heard you. Um, now, see, I would have, I would have gone about it a different way. I would have, after a couple of days, I would have gone in and said, by the way, what did mom want when she called the other day? Yeah, no. So what I had to do was <laughs> I, I waited for however long it was. It felt like weeks. I could be exaggerating a little bit, but it felt like weeks. It was way, it was way longer than it should have been. So what I did is one day I, when she was in like a proper mood, came in the living room, sat down on the couch and I looked at her across my legs and I was like, oh, so, um, heard that you guys got into contact with my brother. How's that going? Once again, just drop that pipe. <laughs> pipe bomb. <laughs> yeah, no filter. Just going right in for it. Yeah. <laughs> What'd she say? <laughs> she, she went, you know, she gave me the stick. She's like, mm, yeah, yeah. Your mom, you know, said he got in touch. I said, oh, he got in touch. How was that? How, how did you get in touch? Was it email? What did you call? I think it was email. Was it email? You know, just because I just don't have time for it. Yeah, email, blah, blah, blah. And, and she, she, she was like, had it on lockdown. And so I just had to bring out the big guns. And I was like, look, I am super, I'm really offended. Just FYI, I heard your whole conversation. So I've been sitting here this whole time waiting for you to say something to me. And you have not. And it's rude. It's beyond rude. Um, and so what's the deal? Like, that's it's out of my whole life. This is the only person that I've ever wanted to, like, connect with. And, like, know how he is, who he is, like, and get to know. And I was like, and so you... Oh, now I feel special. You're just not going to, like... <laughs> you know? You should, <laughs> motherfucker. But... <laughs> You know, I'm like, so you're just like not going to tell me, like, is that is that how we're going to do this? And she's like, you know, then she gets her mimi pissy. She's like, well, truth is, <laughs> I don't want you to go off on him and tell him, you know, how bad you, you know think your mom is. And, blah, 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 blah. and I said, well, you know, again, glad to know how you think of me because I wouldn't do that. I said, it's not about mom. Like, it's about me wanting to know who my brother is. Like, and I said, you're trying to keep that from me. And I find it like fucking absurd. It's ridiculous. It's really fucking bullshit. And so see, I talk to grandma this way and people don't understand why I talk to her this way. (laughs) They're like, oh, God, it's your grandmother. I'll just respect mom. Like, no, you don't understand. Don't work that way in this family. 
No, it doesn't. So, yeah, so I literally, like, had to get on her ass about it. And, 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 and seriously, her whole concern was she was just like, well, I don't, I don't want you to talk bad about your mother, which is so funny because it's just a projection of her own shit because she's the one who talks shit about our mom to the rest of the family because mom's scapegoat. And then I'm definitely an ex-scapegoat of mine. Um, and so I said to her, I was like, I would never do that. Like, he just needs to get to know mom for who she is today, but I would like to get to know my brother. Like, that's something I've always wanted to know, and you know that. So, it was a whole big thing between her and I. So, finally, she, I don't know if she asked you or she released the information, like, your email or whatever, and then I just emailed you. And so... Well, she had emailed me, I think. The first time she emailed me, obviously, she just gave me some information, and, and we, you know, had a conversation. And then I think... It might've been in that email. Once again, I'd actually have to go back through the emails to see exactly, but it was either in that one or like the second one when she had asked about, can I give your email address to your sister? Mm-hmm. And once again, like I said to mom, fuck you, <laughs> like pass oh, yeah. it on. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She did ask. Cause I remember she said, well, I'll ask him. <laughs> well, I mean, understandably, I cause you know, yeah. I mean, well, because once again, I also was coming across as I wasn't, you know, I, I, I did everything in my power to make the point clear. Like I'm not looking to, to step into anybody's life or want right. that thought process of like, Oh, here's some dude that's going to come back in our life. See if we have money or, you know what I'm saying? Like that right. type of thing. And I'm like, that's not, you know, for me, it's, it's obviously the medical history was the huge thing. Right. And then, but it was, I am more, I was, I was more than open to, talk to anybody if they wanted to go down that road, but I wasn't going to force it. So that's why, you know, I, I made that clear with mom. I made it clear with, with Mimi. Like I'm not looking to force anything on anybody because I don't want anybody to feel like, Oh great. Now I have to talk to this person or no, that's not the case. You know, it's, if you want to talk and we want to share experiences and, and stuff like that, I'm all for it. And I remember your first email, you know, you, you actually said the line from it there, which was the, the, you know, you didn't want me to, to judge her on her past and whatnot. And that's for me, I mean, granted you've exposed more via the podcast now, but, (laughs) but I don't have an issue with that though. Like that's nothing that I would ever hold against anybody because that's your past. It happens. It's made you who you are in a sense. And it doesn't define you. Well, I mean, kind of, but not in a bad light. Like I don't, I don't hold that against anybody because I mean, hell, like I said to mom in, in one of the first few emails, there were two options. One of them was me not even being here. Right. So I'm just thankful that that was the option that wasn't taken. Right. Regardless of what your past has been or anything, I have that to be thankful for. Right. And that's really all that matters. Right. You know, if I know the past, it helps me understand you now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like attitude, mannerism, stuff like that. Like that is huge to also understanding how people are who they are. Right. Yeah. See, that's where you and I are very much alike. But it, but it's also kind of a thing where, you know, I said it because it's true. And that's how I felt. But, but, the, but the flip side of it, and, and, I, and I totally got that about you. Like, you were very clear with, 
I'm not here to judge people. I have no resentment. Like, I'm just curious. I'm I'm a very judgmental prick at times. (laughs) I know, me too. (laughs) Um, But, but like, I got that. But it was also kind of like, you know, and I'm sure as you've now learned through the podcast, like, there's so much that's there in the past that it was like, like, you know, it's kind of like, how do you, I mean, I could sum it up funny, but it's like, my funny would be dark humor. Would you get it? I didn't know. You know, it's like, I mean, now I know you would, you know, but like, and then it's like, so it's sort of like this, you know, it's like being, trying to be very mindful of like, here's, you know, my older brother, who's my mom's first child. And like, um, I thought you went about it really well, to be honest. Just like that situation in itself, I knew did damage to my mother, like our mother. So it's like, it's kind of like, and thank you for saying that, but it's, yeah, it was just like, it's like, how the fuck, how do you ball, how do you wrap that up, you know, and then just like move on. And I just felt like, you know, it's just kind of like, uh, let's, you know, he's, he seems very smart. So like, he'll get the gist of it, you know, which is like, just judge her who she is today. That's just life was challenging for her. And that's the truth. And what was interesting well, that's though, what, at first too, I mean, yeah, I am. I'm a person that is always curious about the past, but I also wanted to know who you guys were now, not yeah. then now. Yeah. 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 And I'm the same way. It's so funny though. Like, um, what was interesting is that I was not on speaking terms with her during that time. Um, I had literally just like cut her off and it wasn't until fast forward that I had the like meeting at the table with two sons um, and then all kinds of other puzzle pieces. But that was really like the finale where I was like, Oh, nope, totally fucking get it. Like I absolutely get it. And literally that's when I like, his mom had for the first time and I don't know, I mean, shit, probably I was five to be quite honest with you. Um, sent me like it was through Facebook Messenger like a happy birthday and it was like she had seen a documentary that I had shot and um, she sent this very like in in my opinion this very sort of like hallmark like birthday thing um, and and, I, and for weeks I couldn't even respond to it because I was just like really like you know over forty like you've never done this. And, then, and now you're going to do it. So, so I, ne- I, so I didn't reply literally for maybe over a month. And then finally I was like, well, I should reply with something. So my reply was, thank you for the sweet birthday wishes. And that was it, you know? And, um, then having sat at the table with the two sons and then just kind of like, that was really the moment that just like put all of the dots together. Um, and, and then from that night, I came back to her and I said, uh, I now completely understand, like, where you came from, you know, who you are, why you were the way you were, why, who, you know, how you became today. Um, and it really just, it was like this, this catapult that made me see her true heart, which I think I knew as a child and it's what I held on to. It was the love I had for her being her child, you know? Um, but it was something that, you know, through. As you get older, sometimes that stuff gets buried and, and the, the bad stuff shines through. Well, I mean, I, I let go of the bad stuff, but it was like, it, I still wasn't able to, to reconnect to that. 
And so it was, it was that moment, the table with the sons. And I, and I literally was like, you know what, Judy Fletcher. And that's what I called her. I said, you have the biggest heart ever. And it is to your detriment that you give your heart and your love to other people to help them. And I now clearly understand why. Um, and I told her specifically, I said, fuck them all here. Um, you don't need them. You don't deserve them. You deserve much better than them. And I love you very much. You know, and her reply was, I cannot tell you, my dear, how much that means to me. I love you so much. And so it was from that day forward that we really have started, like, the true healing of, like, reconnection. Was I, like, a catalyst for all this? I think so. Like, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I was telling you. Like, there, like you coming into the picture was a huge healing. Um, See, now it, it just goes to one thing that I always say. Everything happens for a reason. It does. It really does. Um, and so what I got to see was like Uncle, I don't want to call him Uncle Michael, but Michael, I got to see his response. And I'm like, mm, narcissistic sociopath, we're discounted. Um, and then Uncle Pat's response, and I was like, oh, you're 60 something and you've not dealt with like childhood issues. And I was like, I'm way far advanced than you do. <laughs> <laughs> you may have fucking millions and billions, but emotionally and spiritually, I'm way past you. Um, <laughs> and it made me feel good, but it made me feel very sad for him too. You know, but those are also his choices. He's been long since been an adult and he's chosen not to like, ask the proper questions and like find things out and just, you know, bury his head in the sand. And that's what mom says. She's like, he's always buried his head in the sand and it's true. And I saw it, you know? So, um, anyway, but, uh, yeah, so it's just, it, was, it really was, it was a he- healing between mom and grandma that needed to happen when you came into the picture. Uh, it was a healing for me and like, fucking thank God I'm not the oldest. <laughs> Because <laughs> in your own way, for, you know what I mean? For me, it was, for me, it was like, wait a second. Okay, so I'm the <laughs> oldest here, but I'm the youngest here. Wow. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I was like, fucking sweet. I was like, he really was like the launch of the bullshit. So, um, yeah, so it was nice. And given that, like, Patrick and I have had such a kind of on-again, off-again relationship, I was like, he and he and I were the closest out of, like, the four. Um, I don't know. It was just really cool, and and I love seeing my I love seeing mom and grandma like um, talk in a way that they've never talked before, you know, and start healing. And then really, it was kind of like the thing that just kind of maybe went like go and eh, fuck it, you know, and start picking up the phone and like facetiming mom and grandma, you know, and like okay, bitches, like enough with you, and like I can't help but laugh at the sound effects that the lovely dogs make. <laughs> Um, but yeah so it was really good it was really really good and Mimi like she was just so you know she'd always worried like were you okay were you with a good family you know all that stuff Um, but she'll never tell it so I got to watch her heal and then mom you know I got to watch her heal and mom will do more healing once we FaceTime and then you actually come out for watch you'll see on FaceTime it'll be like the whole thing and it would just be awesome. It would be awesome. 
based on his magical. Um, and so, yeah, it was really cool. And I just, like, I think it was, like, kind of the thing for me that just made me decide, like, eh, fuck all y'all. Like, we're just going to start making shit, like, happen. And you can just go fuck off in your little narcissistic, like, sociopathic corner. And if you want to stick your head in the sand, by all means, there's lots of sand in the world. Go pluck your head. You know, so whatever. <laughs> like, you know, everybody can fuck off. So, yeah. Just bites my hand. Chuck. Down, down, get down. <laughs> Someone's in a playful mode. Yeah. She's like, you've been on the phone or some sort of device long enough, mom. Like, I'm done. I'm hungry. I'm food. No, I can't help my leg. I can't, no. no. I can't help my leg. Yeah. Sounds like uh, an Ewok, right? Or like a kind Chewbacca. of. Yeah, Chewbacca Ewok. Kind of sounds like a high-pitched Chewbacca. Wookie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Anyway. And then here we are today doing a podcast. Yeah. Getting rid of 2020. What time is it? Oh, it's shit. uh eight eighteen. Your time? So what is it? My time. Seven. That means it's seven eighteen your time. Okay. Do you need to go or are we good to hang for a little while? We're good to hang for a little while. I have to pee. How have you not peed this whole time? I, I don't know. But now that you mentioned I'm going to. Okay, Mickey, okay, <laughs> come on. No, 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 you can't help me. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow our hosts online, you can find KB on Instagram at growing vibrations underscore magazine a magazine for diverse, creative, open-minded people talking about entrepreneurship to cannabis-infused butter. Or you can email her at growingvibrationsmag at gmail.com. And you can find Bishop on Instagram at conscious underscore concepts with a Z or on consciousconcept.com. T-shirts for the conversation uplift your mind. For Sparky T, head on over to Instagram at radical underscore bohemian underscore digital Or you can head over to RadicalBohemianDigital.com for all your out-of-the-box radical digital marketing needs. I'm Stoney, and I ain't selling shit.